Hey friends, welcome back to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Today's episode is so fun because I have one of my friends on the show. Her name is Justine Wenzel, and she is the host of the podcast, Courage Queen. And you guys are in for such a treat because today we're having a conversation around addressing the crisis of confidence, or should I say a lack of confidence and an abundance of fear that seems to just be infesting the Christian entrepreneur industry and the coaching industry. And I love that Justine and I get to have this conversation. Let me tell you just a little bit more about Justine. Um, again, she is the host of the podcast Courage Queen. She's also a very multi-passionate entrepreneur. She has multiple businesses. You'll get to hear her talk about them in the show. And one of the main missions of her podcast is is to help women step into their dreams with faith-filled peace, confidence, and of course, a whole lot of courage, which she is super passionate about. And I love that she gets to come on the show and talk about courage. It talks all about in the Bible, be bold, be courageous, and Justine embodies all of that. So I'm so excited for you to meet her. Here's Justine. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. Justine, welcome to the podcast. I have been so looking forward to having you on the show. For everybody listening today, Justine Wenzel is here. She has a podcast called Courage Queen. Courage and boldness is like her mission. And that's really the topic that we're going to talk about today because let's be honest, when we're when we think about the entrepreneur 
just industry, all the industries, whether it's online or in person, we think of a whole bunch of just like really successful people. And we're told like biblically that like Christians are supposed to be leading the way in every industry. Like we have the power of the Holy Spirit, which means that we have access to wisdom that maybe other people don't have if they're not a believer. But why is it that it seems like the Christian community is struggling when it comes to finances, when it comes to entrepreneurship? And why does it seem like non-believers are leading the path? And so we're going to have a conversation about that today. Um, But first, I want to introduce you to Justine. Justine, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Cammie. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm really excited to get into this bold, transparent, vulnerable, honest conversation that I feel like is so needed, not only in this industry right now, but I see it a lot in women. You know, one of my missions is addressing the crisis of confidence that I believe is in a lot of women today. And I think that that exponentially has grown um, from COVID, from this um, focusing on the inadequacies, focusing on what we don't think is possible, focusing on what has changed and how life is different. And I think that there's so much more focus that it's really put Christians, specifically Christian women, specifically Christian business owners in almost this place that seems very out of character for a believer to be in. You know, when God calls us to be strong and bold and courageous, I really believe that that's a command. And I'm excited to really dive into that today. And what does that look like? And really peel that apart to get us thinking on a deeper level about what that means for us as believers. Yeah, absolutely. Because to be bold and courageous, especially like in the Christian community, we're like, it's a phrase that we're, we're familiar with. It's almost like a buzz phrase where like, it sounds super, it sounds super good. And many of us would like to believe like, oh, I'm bold or I'm courageous. Like, it sounds like, like, like a, like a line in a Disney movie, like have courage. But like, what does that actually look like when you're in it? When things don't look like they're adding up? when it doesn't make sense to step out on the thing that God's calling you to. So I'm so excited to deep, to dive into that. But first, can you tell our audience just a little bit about who you are as a person, as a business owner? Because I know that you are very multi-passionate um, and I'm excited for them to hear your story. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited for the opportunity to share it. Um, I really believe that God has called me to a position and an anointing of showing people what's possible to overcome generational trauma, to um, use my voice boldly. I really, I always joke about this, but I feel like God has always put me in these situations ever since I was young. These stories, because I've always been a storyteller of like overcoming major obstacles. And he knows that I have a big mouth and he knows that I'm always going to be pointing people to him, whether it's a hot mess express situation, whether I feel really confident going into it, I'm just very, very open to being refined by the Lord. And I think that that was a decision I made a long time ago. Like, I don't have it all figured out. Uh, My life is not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm very much a person that's very open and transparent about what God has done in and through those mistakes to bring me to the other side of these situations. And I'm always pointing people back to him, no matter how dire the situation is. And so Gosh, my little Starbucks skinny story, and I'm a talker, so I'm going to try to like keep this as brief as possible because I know we're going to get into a lot of this, but I started my entrepreneur journey, I really think in my heart as a seven to 10 year old, and that was when my mom became an entrepreneur. And so I really saw this amazing example 
that was being shown to me. My grandparents actually owned restaurants, so they were entrepreneurs as well. My mom became a business owner and a business coach. And we actually now, over 20 years later, work together in the same business as a mother-daughter team. We have multiple businesses together. So that's been something I never would have expected. But taking you back to that seven to 10-year-old that didn't have any confidence, um, you know, I often say that people would look at me being very extroverted, being very much of an entertainer personality, being very much of like a little mini businesswoman comedian, because that's just how I always was. I never realized for a very long time that a lot of that was how God wired and designed me. But at the same time, it was a coping mechanism for a lot of what was happening at that time that a lot of people didn't know about. And, you know, flash forward 20 years, almost 20 years of living in silence about um, abuse that I had suffered at the hands of a cousin of mine and a family member. And, you know, I don't get into all the juicy details of that. But what I will tell you is when I broke the silence a little over two, almost three years ago now, that was really where everything changed for me. You know, up until that point, I had grown up in an entrepreneurial family. I had seen um, incredible work ethic. One of the things that stood out to me the most was seeing my mom be bold and courageous in her goals and see the result and the fruit of that and how she would get back up every single time that she fell. It was more like that I learned what she did when things didn't work out that then made her successful year after year after year. Um, building that consistency and trust, but it was really more in a, I'm going to say like a very workaholic, self-controlling type of business model. And that was what, how she chose to work her business. And so I automatically just said, okay, well, if I want to be just like her, which I did, I automatically kind of took that on. And as I became a young believer in my twenties, I found myself very frustrated, very much in the up and down of entrepreneurships. I was building successful businesses to a point but I really feel like by the time I got to my late 20s, early 30s, I realized that something was missing. There was something that was not right. I felt like a lack of uh, a full, deep soul-like purpose. And I knew that God had made me for more. And so I really began praying because I was a Christian all of my 20s and really came to a point where I was just honest with God. And I just said, whatever it is, bring it up. Whatever's holding me back, bring it up, bring it into my line of view. And what I didn't realize two years ago is that, uh, yeah, be careful what you pray for, because God brought that trauma up real fast. And what I believe was the perfect time to deal with it. It was two months before we shut down for COVID and my personality style, always running to work and activities and social things to keep myself busy. And to use that as a coping mechanism to say, I don't need to deal with all the things going on inside that I know are probably spilling over in very unhealthy ways, but I'm going to continue working and doing what I do. And from the outside world, I looked like I really had it all together. I looked like I had multiple successful businesses, which I did uh, to, again, to a certain extent, but people, you know, I jokingly, I have to always make it comical, but like people didn't see that like I would go cry in my car after like an appointment because I would just feel very empty or feel like something's missing. When am I, when am I going to find that thing? I always had this belief that I had a greater purpose and it was through learning and experiencing and really diving in vulnerably, vulnerably to my own healing process that God really brought about this purpose of you need to help women find their voice. You need to help women rise up and be bold and courageous. And because of that whole radical healing process that I believe I jumped into head first, it's amazing to have seen 
how I've been able to come to the other side, completely and solely dependent on my relationship with God and how that has grown. And to see how that's overflowed and created such a sense of purpose, understanding, and boldness in what I do, that's very unapologetic, has been probably the most uh, rewarding part of this entire process. And so that's really what I feel like um, I'm created to do. I'm a wife. I'm an expecting mother. I'm going to be apparently giving birth in about uh, four months, four or five months. We'll see what happens. And, um, and I'm a dog mom. So I live in upstate New York. I'm a makeup artist. I am a multi-passionate business owner, as you so kindly shared. And we have an Airbnb property. So we own properties. We have multiple businesses with my mom and then also with my husband. And, you know, I do believe that God has called me to be multi-passionate and to steward these things well. So I really speak to that type of woman. But how do you do that? When you feel like you're living in a state of fear, when you feel like you don't feel 100% confident, when you feel like maybe your life has shifted and transitioned into a different place, maybe becoming a parent, maybe going through a divorce, maybe going from single to married, there's so many of those transitions. And I really believe God prepared me in advance for a lot of those transitions because I was very open again to receiving what he had to teach me, even when it was, you know, dependent on walking through very, very hard seasons. So I'm really excited to dig more into that today for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many, so many different things. I know we talked, we talked a couple days ago preparing for this, but a refining season, the word refine, it almost sounds like a really smooth word, kind of like a nice, like sounding word, but to go through a refinement, to be refined, kind of like by the fire, um, like as some people put it, it's hard, it's challenging. And so It's not, and it's not fun, but I love how you said that, like, you know, God bring up whatever it is that is, that is putting the ceiling over my head. And then when he brings it up, I I think it's like our human nature. It's my human nature. Like when this is, when it has, when I've experienced this to be like, oh, I didn't mean that. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that. Okay. Let's just put that back under the rug. Like bring something else up and give me, give me a different And we kind of like, I think it's our human nature to kind of run from it. And absolutely. I love that you took that head on and you said that like the Lord brought it up even in such a timely manner to where like the world shut down. Like, I think you said two months later, like we were going through COVID. Everybody was kind of forced to like hit the pause button or at least the slow down button. And so he really positioned you to be in a place to walk through that refinement hand in hand with him. And I think that that's so powerful. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, refinement is a very uh, beautiful word and it Uh sounds great. And it's like, I want to be refined. I want to be like this sparkling diamond. And let me tell you, it was quite like a dumpster fire shakeup situation Um, it's, it's very bizarre because when people ask me about that, like, how was that experience? You know, people are very amazed that I could forgive my cousin, especially for what had happened to me after all those years. And the fact that I carried it for over 20 years of my life, because this happened when, you know, throughout the time I was seven to 10 years old. And you just don't realize how some of these things that you just push down, push down, push down. If someone were to say to me, I remember going to therapy for the first time and, and she said to me, like, I want you to sit down and your first assignment is I want you to sit down and just go look at a picture book 
And I want you to just see where your mind goes and where your mind wanders. And I want you to start journaling. And my first reaction to that, exactly what you said was, I was like, no, I'm, no, I'm not doing that. And she was like, um, well, that's the assignment. And I'm like, yeah, um, that doesn't really like jive with me very well. I was like, you know, I, I was like, that doesn't seem productive. Like, what am I supposed to get out of that? Like everything was so about productivity and about not wanting to waste time and feeling guilty if I wasn't working, because that's what I had, the belief I had made in my head that I always had to be advancing in some area, in some level of my business. And that if I wasn't, I was wasting time. So I would always push down all of that stuff. And she said, why are you so afraid to get quiet? And it was like the first time ever that I sat there and I said, I don't, I have no interest in getting quiet because I don't like where my mind goes, which is why I've professionally avoided not dealing with all the, all the things that are going on inside and all the feelings that are coming up. But man, when I truly had the ultimate surrender with that, God brought up so many hard things. It was such a dark, dark, dark season. And I just, every single day I would just wake up and be like, okay, God, um, I'm, I'm relying on you today. I just a hundred percent was like, I still had to work. Obviously it's not like you can just say like, oh, I'm going to take some time off and just like work up my personal healing journey. I mean, I was still working. Um, I would break down in tears multiple times throughout the day. I was spending so much time with God at that point that it was like, God literally became my, the CEO that was in charge of my business and my best friend. I was just turning to him for everything. Every single time I had any thought or any worry, I just started training myself to immediately go to him. God, help me be bold and courageous. Help me carry on this spirit. And it was amazing to see that as I went through that healing journey, things started to come up and it was like waves, like things would come up. And then I would say, okay, God, like help me deal with this. Help me to be bold and courageous. Help me to take the next step. What is the next step? And I would just ask a lot of questions and how God really speaks to us is plopping a lot of times these ideas in our heads telling us about, you know, certain people that we need to connect with, connecting us with the people that are supposed to aid in supporting and being there for us as we go through these seasons. But the hardest part for people to get um, like dialed into is like, I actually have to deal with this at some point. I can't run forever because if somebody asks me what, like, what is the uh, core belief or the core feeling? If you had to put it in one words, I was tired. And really, I believe that I was tired of running. I was tired of pretending. I was tired of wearing this mask. I was tired of acting like I was okay. And I really felt like I had lived in a spirit of fear for so long that it had become my identity. Mm -hmm. And the worst part was, is that nobody knew. So I always say, check on your friends that look like they have it all together, that look like they have joy all the time, that are very comedic. You know, it, it is... I have to kind of boldly say that, that a lot of times it's people like that, that are really dealing with a lot of very hard trauma that they're pushing down and it's allowing safe places and moments for those people to just say like, Hey, is there anything you want to talk about? Um, is there anything that's really bothering you that you need, you know, some encouragement on, or that you want to, you know, bring to the table and just get some thoughts on it? Like, I really appreciated people in my life who left space for me to do that because that was very out of the norm for me. I was in a coaching business, coaching other people. And yet there was so much stuff I was unwilling to even go through myself. And it really wasn't until I ultimately surrendered that and said, God, what do you say about being bold and courageous? How do I break through this pattern of fear 
and stop reverting back to it in every single action related to my business and my own self-care and in all of it, because it had just become such an identity and such an outfit that I put on every day that I didn't even realize I was falling into those places so often. And I really believe that a lot of women are in that place today where they're so used to showing up that way that to really step out of that takes a spiritual realm type of boldness and prayer to break through. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a really nice segue into the conversation of boldness. So, you know, we, we started the episode off because, you know, many of my listeners are entrepreneurs, specifically coaches, which you and I have lots of experience in that. And you and I were talking about like, man, it's this phenomena of like, why is it that even though we're supposed to be leading the pack, Christians should be on top of every industry. We have the divine wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And yet it feels like we're running through water. Why is it that we are seeing other entrepreneurs in any industry, the car industry, coaching industry, whatever, who are not glorifying the Lord and yet they're thriving. So it seems, at least from a financial perspective. So, and and we kind of narrowed that down to the boldness. Why do you feel that the church, specifically women in the church, are struggling with this confidence issue, this lack of courage, maybe this lack of boldness that is showing up in their businesses? Yeah. I mean, we can really chalk it down to, uh, there's a, God calls us to be bold and courageous. It's a command. It's not uh, something in scripture that we can pick apart and say, okay, well, that sounds great, but um, that doesn't really fit my preferences of how I live my life. And, you know, that's not really how people are living. And it really boils down to this phenomenon that I'm seeing where people are comparing themselves. We have so much access to so many people's stories. You think about 10, 20 years ago, we didn't have social media. People weren't looking on social media and comparing their business to somebody else's. It was like, everybody just got up every day and went to work. And whether you were doing that, um, putting on the armor of God, or whether you were doing that as somebody who didn't know God, everybody was just getting up and going to work. I mean, it was really that simple. And a lot of people had the same type of struggles. But what I will say is it wasn't something that was so internalized um, like it is today, where people are a lot more open to like go to therapy and work through things. But I believe that that's the result of like this splitting of, are you going to follow God's direction even when on paper it doesn't look like you're really making out because the values of God are not making a ton of money? You know, I think God wants to bless our excellence and God does bless people with material wealth, but it says as warnings in scripture everywhere not to fall in love with money, not to have this obsession with money, the fact that money could come away at any moment. And I think people get really tied up in this worldly view of success. What is success? It's it's material possessions. It's a lifestyle where you can do whatever you want, um, go wherever you want, buy whatever you want. And it's very status filled. And so, of course, when we are, you know, consumed by that on a daily basis, if you're somebody who's on social media a lot and doesn't have boundaries there, of course, you're going to very much start to veer in this direction of like, well, that's what success looks like. And I'm not seeing that. And I may be putting God first, but why am I not seeing that? 
Well, first off, I think we need to ask ourselves, like, what are our true motives? Are we jealous of other people succeeding because of we actually were jealous of their success? Or do we actually want the impact that maybe they're having through other people? I believe that God wants to give us that as Christian believers, but he wants us to go through and do it his way. And his way is not like our ways at all. It's not like the ways of the world. You know, being bold and courageous, there's a lot of people that are non-Christians that are very bold and courageous. And I believe that God will honor um, the fact that they're out there being bold and courageous, but he can take anything away at any time. And I think that that's what we forget because social media is so inundated with these messages that it's giving us of like, here's the life I'm living. Here's how great it is. Um, I'm just working on my computer by the pool. And it's always amazing to me as an entrepreneur, how I get so many messages from other companies and other coaches and all the time, like, Hey, uh, you look like a really successful business owner. And you know, I could totally see you doing this business and this business, and you wouldn't have to do anything. You'd just be able to make so much money with these downlines and with this, and you could just like go on vacation and it would be so much less work. And I always get these messages and I always kind of crack up because I'm like, the fact that we've, we've come into this culture and this belief now that that's somehow good because it is looking at material possessions instead of integrity really as what God would say, integrity of love and service, of serving people above yourself and your own personal agenda, agendas and motives. And it's sad to me that we've gotten to a place where so many people are willing to sacrifice that for these short-term, again, um, you know, these, these short-term rewards that we think that we should be experiencing. And we're willing, we don't know how far someone has been willing to go to get to that point? How much have they sacrificed their integrity? Um, do they even see their family? Do they even have a family? Do they have values? Do they have anxiety and panic attacks that they struggle with? I think that there's so much that is unseen, but I think when we look at, okay, am I gonna do it God's way? Is that's what, if that is what is truly most important to you, then it's doing the things that most people won't do so that you can live a life like most people won't live. But remember, it's not going to be the life, most likely, that you are seeing all out in the world. So it's following through on what God commands you to do. Long after the excitement that you said, you know, that feeling of excitement that you had when you were like, I'm going to do this, God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to jump out here and I'm going to be bold and courageous. When that excitement is left and when life hits you hard and you're being tested, it's following through on that commitment and it's operating on commitment and discipline in order to follow along and be obedient to God's call and not being so reliant on your feelings of what you think you should do or what other people are doing. I think we're talking way too much to other people when really we should be talking to God. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. I think that we're like, well, let me see what this person is doing. Let me ask them. Let me ask my business coach. Let me talk to my girlfriend. Let's see what she's doing. Let's see how this person looks really successful. Let me ask them when really we should be going to God to say, what is my business plan and what does success and excellence look like for me? What have you called me to and allow him to lay out the path and not get distracted to the right or to the left. I believe the enemy's number one tactic is distraction. Mm, so good. 
because when he can keep us distracted on what everybody else is doing and what we don't have and our inadequacies and our problems and our past, then we can't even open ourselves up to thinking differently about, and psychologically, they've actually done studies to show that that is true. Like when you're anxious about things and you're focused on self, it actually shuts down your, like a part of your brain completely that stops you from being able to learn and receive new wisdom and information. So that right there tells me that God wired us for a very specific reason to go to him as our source of all those things. And you see so many Christians today so confused about they're having this crisis of calling and crisis of confidence because they're like, God, I thought you called me to this and I don't hear you. But yet God is over here probably saying like, yeah, I'm here anytime, but you're taking all of these things to someone else and not to me. So when you're ready to hear me, like I'm not going to shout at you. When you're ready to hear me and you're ready to do it my way, then that is really the ultimate surrender that I think is a great launch pad for the daily disciplines that he calls us to that are not going to be a lot of times exciting. You know, we talked about this yesterday, which I think is kind of a great segue. Um, The fact that like God calls you to those mundane things and to be obedient in the small things so that he can trust you with the larger things. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that I truly believe will be some of the most successful people long-term just because they chose not to quit, just because they chose to be obedient and and continue the race, which in scripture, it says so much, you know, the words bold, the words courage, the words courageous, they're in the Bible, like over 30 to 40 times each, each one of those words. And so if you think about how much of a culture that God has created in his kingdom and what he wants us to live up to and the type of believers that he wants us to be leading the pack, we need a whole lot more people operating on that and his truth, not based on a subjective truth of what we're shown in our culture today. All right, friends, that's where we're going to pause my interview with Justine. You just listened to part one of our interview where Justine addresses the crisis of a lack of confidence and a whole lot of fear happening in the Christian entrepreneur and the coaching industry. But be sure to come back for part two of my episode with Justine next Monday, where she addresses how to set goals for your business that are in line with the will of God. It's such an amazing episode. Be sure to catch it next week. But of course, I'll be back here with you on Thursday to do a Bible study breakdown episode. Can't wait for it. See you then. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.